It's a wonderful season of life. It's a great time to reconnect with family and friends, with our church family and with our work colleagues at various functions that happen in and around uh, the life of the church. It's a great time also to reconnect with the reason for the season, and that person is Jesus. With the number of public holidays that we get to enjoy at Christmas time, I have to ask myself how much of that time will we devote to reconnecting with our loving Father? How many of us will set aside maybe a half a day or maybe a couple of hours or maybe if all we can spare is maybe 30 minutes, 15 minutes or whatever it is in this next season, then I would encourage us to do that, to take the time to devote ourselves to Jesus in that moment. Whatever the time frame is, I would ask you to to make that a priority. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says, All right, then the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. See, the fact is we know that God is with us. We need to ask ourselves a question, are we with God? Please, please, this Christmas, don't push Jesus aside. Don't make him the sideshow of the main event of what you want to do and enjoy this Christmas. Sadly, society continues to push Jesus out of its way. Jesus isn't allowed into our schools unless we have an opt-in form filled out. Nativity scenes aren't allowed in many places because it might cause an offence to someone. I recall a time where a woman had a crucifix on a necklace and she was asked to remove that crucifix because it might uh, offend some of her work colleagues or some of the clients that she was interacting with. And then it's not long before we lose sight of Jesus over Christmas and in our lives. This morning I want to just take a few moments of your time to speak out of Luke chapter 2 verses 41 to 52 and I'll read that to you now. It says, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and their friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting amongst the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and with man. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this message today. I thank you that you grace my words 
with the power of your Holy Spirit. I thank you that as I speak that you would put your word into people's hearts. But above that, I pray that there would be a longing in people's hearts to spend time with you this Christmas. It may be a time out, but Lord, let it be a time out that we can spend with you and enjoy your company and you ours. And I pray that in the name of Jesus this morning. Amen. So here we read the story of when Mary and Joseph lost Jesus. Yep, that's right. They lost Jesus. They were given the Son of God to look after and they lost him. It took four days before they found him in the temple and what he was doing absolutely fascinated them. Did you know that it is possible to lose God in Christmas? Christmas is one of the busiest times of the year. And as time goes by, it's easy to think of it less as a celebration of joy of the God's greatest gift to get to mankind, and it's more of a time of physical and financial stress. All the parties that we go to, the gifts that we prepare, the cooking that goes on in the, in the house. Did I mention the cooking that goes on in the house? <laughs> then also there's all of the other things that go on, the decorations. And I want to say thanks to our team who've decorated the sanctuary in the, the foyer areas, done such a great job for Christmas. And all of this just, it stresses us out sometimes and we forget the true meaning of Christmas. See, I did a park run through a forest in England last year. I didn't know the course. It was the first time that I'd run it. Uh, and I, I, all I can remember when I was doing this park run was saying to myself, don't get lost, don't get lost, don't get, follow the person that's in front of you because I'm never first, okay? I'm always following someone. So I'm saying, just follow that person, don't get lost. See, this course, this is, it runs through a forest and you go up and you go down, you go left and you go right. There's hills and there's valleys. It would have been really easy to get lost in this particular park run. Even the organisers knew that runners could get lost because they had positioned course, course marshals at key stages to point the way. They recognised that it was easy to get lost. And sometimes we can lose sight of God during Christmas. It's so easy to do that. And this morning, the intention of my heart is this, to stand here and encourage us all to not lose sight of Jesus this Christmas. I want to be able to point the way to you to say, don't lose sight of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the God Almighty that we serve and who loves us with a passion. I want to point towards Jesus this morning for you. What I love about Jesus is that he never loses sight of us. Jesus is our Emmanuel. He is God with us. So this morning, I want to give us three truths to remember about God this Christmas. Three truths to help us remember. Number one, God never stops loving us. God never stops loving us. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3 says, Long ago the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. 
With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. See, God loves us with an everlasting love. It doesn't stop. It never ends. I don't know about you, but perhaps you've finished your Christmas shopping and, and you've done everything and you've, you've wrapped all your gifts and you've got one gift left and you put this gift down on top of the wrapping paper about to wrap up your last gift and you suddenly realise you've run out of wrapping paper. You don't have enough wrapping paper to do your last gift. Can I tell you that the love of God is not like that? God's love will never run out for you. There will always be enough to envelope you, to surround you, to wrap you up in. That's the, the extent of God's love for you this morning. It won't run out. God always loves you. Secondly, God never stops being with us. Matthew chapter 28 verse 20 says this, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, Keep your eyes free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, Never, everyone say never. Never, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. I looked up the meaning of never. I discovered something amazing. It means never. <laughs> what a wake-up call. I thought, wow, that's amazing. How could that, I'd get that mixed up. I would never. Matthew chapter 19 verse 26 says this, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, with God, nothing is impossible. The Passion Translation says, what seems impossible to you is never impossible to God. With God alongside of us, He's beside us, He's with us, He envelopes us, He surrounds us with His presence. Everything we'll ever need is with God. There is never an impossible situation when God is with us and God is always with us. There is no situation that you can face that is an impossible situation because God is with you. Surely that gives us hope and a future and it gives us uh, like a sense of joy, a sense of strength. I can do this. I can get through this time. I can overcome this fear because God is with me and He has everything I need. He's always watching us. He's caring for us. Even when we've lost sight of Him. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. As I, as I was putting this message together, I was going over it this morning, I felt that passage was a prophetic word for someone here this morning. Someone here needs to know that you, you don't need to fear because God is with you. You don't need to be dismayed for He is your God. You, you, you can find your strength in Him and He will help you. He will hold, uphold you with His righteous right hand. You don't have to sustain yourself. You don't have to look after yourself. God is with you. So remember this morning that Christmas is a season that God is with us. He is our Emmanuel. The third truth that I want to encourage you with this morning is this. God never abandons His purpose for us. He always has a purpose for us. 2 John chapter 1, verses 5-6 to six says this, I am writing to remind you. Why? Because sometimes we forget that God's got a purpose for us. 
So John's reminding us. He says, I'm writing to remind you, dear friends, that we should love one another. You need to be reminded today, love one another. Don't point the finger. Don't gossip. Don't hurt. Don't slander. Get behind people. Support them. Draw out the best in their life. Draw out the potential of their life. Speak to their future. Love them. Love them in a way that God would. He says, this is not a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning. Love means doing what God has commanded us. And He's commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. Just as God always loves us and is always with us, so too His purpose in our lives is an always thing. Just as from the beginning God has told us to love others and to be a people of reconciliation, our purpose doesn't end. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, God isn't late with His promises as some measure lateness. He is restraining Himself on account of you, holding back the end because He doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. What a powerful piece of Scripture. One of the main purposes that Father has for us is to let us to, to shine His light to this darkened world, to let His love be seen and to be experienced by the people who are lost. God wants us to be a people who love Him and love others. John 15 verse 12 says, This is my commandment, to love each other in the same way that I have loved you. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever asked yourself, how did God love me? How did God love me? Perhaps it was like this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 7 out of the Passion Translation puts it this way. This is how we're to love. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflates its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honour. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offence. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. See, that's how God loves us. It's a model for us on how we can love the people around about us. It's a model of how we can start to live our lives in relationship to the people around about us, whether they're in the church or in the world. See, we can attend church every Sunday and still lose sight of Jesus. It isn't God who's lost. Sometimes it's us. But Jesus said he came to seek that which was lost. Mary and Joseph lost sight of Jesus and only realized it four days later. In the same way, when we lose sight of Jesus, it happens over a period of time. So slowly, we, there's this distance between us. We lose sight of Jesus. This Christmas, let's not forget about Jesus. Let's not forget about Jesus. Let's not forget about God. Let's not forget about His presence, His Word. Let's not forget about worshipping Him and enjoying His presence just as much as He enjoys yours. See, for everyone here today and 
perhaps those who are watching online as well, I want to tell you that Jesus always loves you, that Jesus is always with you. And Jesus' purpose for your life is an always thing as well. Will you take a chance on Jesus today? Would you take a chance and follow him? And if you lose sight of him, it's okay. He's right there. Just simply turn to him and say, Hi, Jesus. Sorry I've been away a bit. I just lost my way. That's as simple as it is for us to know and to not lose sight of Jesus. Why not give our lives to him afresh today and determine that over this Christmas season, over the New Year season, that we are not going to lose sight of Jesus. We're going to make time for Jesus to be a priority in our lives. So, Father, I thank you for your people today. I thank you that you've called them, you've blessed them, you've encouraged them, you've given so much to people today. And I pray that in this coming season of Christmas, that we would not lose sight of you, but we would enjoy your presence. We would deliberately spend time with you, set aside time with you. We would go out into our back garden, maybe go for a walk and just talk with you and, and just say, we love you, we love you, we love you. And we receive your love for us in a likewise manner. So Father, I thank you for that. I pray that you just help people to be reminded of who you are and what you've done in our lives in the wonderful name of Jesus today. And I say amen, amen, and amen. On behalf of Jane and myself and the leadership team of Infused Church, we just want to say we pray that you have one of the most amazing Christmases of your life. We pray that you connect with people around about you, that you enjoy life, that you enjoy the favor of God upon your life as well. We pray that you would have an incredible, incredible few weeks of, uh, of Christmas and the new year. We bless you and we encourage you today.